Welcome to the Wake Up Call podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Hopkins. By day I work in corporate, but I have an obsession with all things personal development. So I became a life coach and started this podcast as a way to help others break free from living a life that's good on the outside and wake up to the one they actually want. When I got to my most uncertain place, all I wanted was someone to say, hey Alicia, you're a little off course and this is what you need to do. That's what I wanna be for you. This podcast is a place where I want to share my experiences and provide you with community, knowledge, and inspiration to make change in your life. Sometimes we get a little lost and need help course correcting. If this sounds like you, you're in the right place. Let this be your wake up call. Now let's get started. All right, guys, I am here with Lauren Widrick, and I got to tell you, before I let her say hello, I have to tell you this is a little bit of a full circle moment for me. Um, to let you know who Lauren Widrick is, she is she has been my coach. Um, she is a life coach. She's been my business coach. And I have to say I'd be remiss without acknowledging that this podcast Probably wouldn't have been here had it not been my relationship with Lauren. She has definitely been on this journey um, and helped me uncover some things. Most notably, the thing that we are going to talk about today is learning to let go of the how. And I'm going to explain that a little bit further as we go. But without further ado, Lauren, hello, welcome. Um, Would you care to share a little bit about yourself with my audience? Yes. I'm so honored to be here. And when you said full circle moment, I felt like a full body chill because it's true. We met years ago at this point Mm -hmm. and we've like woven in and out of each other's lives in friendship and coaching and supporting each other. And now that we're here on your podcast, I'm, I don't know, I'm just like a mama bear and your bestie. Just so happy for you. Uh, So Thank you for having me here. Goosebumps all over. And I had to, um, I don't know that I'd ever like showed this or shared this with you, but it was funny before this morning, as I was reflecting on, you know, our conversation, I pulled out my old journal and it was literally dated. The time that you and I spoke for a connection call was dated January 31st of 2019. And I took my notes with you. And I remember there was a moment and you're like, are you ready to, I don't remember how you said it, but it was the first time I ever said yes to something without giving like all this overanalyzation. And I wrote in all caps, you know, January 31st, 2019 committed to life coaching. And I should have known then I didn't see it in the moment. That was one time that I let go of the how in essence, like I just said, yes, without knowing all the, all the details, I knew something needed to change, but I didn't know you were the first life coach I'd ever talked to. And I just felt that connection. So, you know, speaking of that, um, I'd love for you to share just how, how do you work with clients? Like tell, tell us a little bit more about who you are as a coach. Absolutely. Oh my God. This is going to be like a goosebump episode. (laughs) Everything you're saying (laughs) that you said yes to your gut and your intuition. And that's what serves us most powerfully. So I actually am leading into your question. How do I operate as a coach? So on paper, I'm a business coach. I've got two primary programs that people come into. One is called Slay Your Side Hustle, and it helps you build a business from the ground up. And the other is called Sales Swagger. So a lot of people graduate into that one. Okay, I built my business. Now it's time to find the clients. So on paper, it's business training. But girl, all of it is energy work. Mm -hmm. I can hand you an instruction manual with all that stuff. But if you're not listening to yourself and getting aligned with what you really want out of life, who you're here to serve, what gifts you're meant to deliver. If you're not aligned with that stuff, that instruction manual for sales ain't going to work. 
Mm-hmm. So that's how I work with people. You can come into these programs, but we go deeper than it may seem on the surface. And that's what you and I have been through together, right? You've been through both of those programs that I just mentioned. And Absolutely. the magic is in the, the energy work, the alignment. A hundred percent. And so, well, two things. One, I forgot to give a very important disclaimer. Lauren and I um, share an affinity towards the word fuck. So you're probably going to hear it a few times. So if you're offended, I apologize. But the F-bomb is surely about to uh, be thrown out in some way, sh- uh, shape or form in this conversation. But more importantly, all jokes aside. So, you know, when I reached out to Lauren, I felt like she was the perfect person. Like this this topic of letting go of the how, like it kept showing up for me. and. So you might be hearing that and you're like, okay, cool. What does that even mean? But I, I can think about times when I, so when I first met Lauren and she was my coach, I was in a small group coach container and I came to Lauren in a place that, right. I had that everything looked good on paper, great job, you know, married, made good money, lived in the cute neighborhood, all that. But I still was left with this feeling of, I know now is, you know, lacking purpose, fulfillment, quite honestly, I was lacking myself and like even understanding what I really wanted anymore. And so, right. It was under the guise in my mind, I'm thinking, great work with Lauren. I'm going to figure out my whole life plan. Like what I, I kept thinking job, 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 job. And what was interesting is that Lauren was kind of like, all right, like, sure, we, we, we'll probably get there, but we're not starting there. And I'm thinking like, I'm, I'm not sure you're understanding this. Like I hired you, you're supposed to help me get a new life. And my job is my life. And Lauren really pushed, I say push back, but she just, she pushed back against some beliefs that I was clinging so hard to. And, you know, one of the first places we started was just getting me to do things that elevated my mood, like just made my vibe better. Like, why is that such an important, I might actually, and if if people have listened to my last episode, I kind of talk about that a little bit more, but I'm curious from your perspective, Lauren, why is it so important to start there? Like, why do we have to just get someone feeling good? First of all? Yeah. So Alicia, I'm going to say this to all of her listeners is an extreme high performer. She's amazing at her job. She kicks ass. She kicks ass in all areas of life. So her natural bias was to change the behaviors. I want something different. I'm going to act different. I'm going to go do shit that's going to make my life different. And what I had to discover in my own journey and coaching all of these folks over the last five years is it doesn't matter what action you take if it's not aligned. So Alicia could have gotten a brand new job, but it would have been the same life experience, the same mental gymnastics would have showed up the same sensations of anxiety and it would have been same shit different day right a shiny new job a shiny new car shiny new house isn't going to fix things yeah yeah and so for you i keep using you as the example since we're right here and i want your listeners to learn more about both of us we started at the beginning yeah we can launch into a job search again that's that instruction manual i have a really effective manual to elevate your career but If you're bringing energy that's not your highest to the task, it's not going to work. Yep. And sometimes people just need what I call breathing room or stop the bleeding. Mm. And that, that didn't describe your situation, but a lot of the people that I work with is you're so frazzled and stressed and burned out and exhausted that you're actually not even in a place to make decisions or take action. A hundred percent. Exactly. It's, it's like, you can't expect you know, if you're not in this empowered place, like how would you expect, think about if you're in like the shittiest shitty of shitty places, like Mm -hmm. why would you want to make the, this huge life 
decision or change from that place. So it's just, it's, it's so hard to get it in the moment because like you said, it's like, it is thinking of like stopping the bleeding and this, that, the other. And I think people's initial reaction is just my job sucks up so much of my time. So obviously that's the thing that needs changed and, and I get it, but that's, that's not really like the best place to start. And like you said, I love that you hit on the fact of if your energy is not right, you you can't take that aligned action, you know, and it's, it's, I totally missed the boat in that in my life for so, so long. And so I, that was a huge part for me of having to put trust in something I couldn't see. And I didn't always understand why we had to start there, but those were like the first little baby seeds you planted in my life of learning maybe the outcome, maybe the way I think it's supposed to go when you're trying to control every little thing, maybe you're not actually giving the space for kind of the magic to happen. You know what I mean? It's like, you're, you don't even let possibility in when you're clinging so tightly to what you think the change needs to be or how you need to go about change in your life. Um, I don't know if that resonates with you, but that's just been something that's been showing up a lot for me is like, I can know what I think I'm supposed to do, but if I hold so tightly to that, I'm, I'm only narrow vision and what I can see, like, why are we extincting possibility from our lives? You got you know? it. That control, that choking, like, what do they call that? Gripping the bat too hard. Yeah. Is actually a form of resistance because you are resisting possibility. Mm. And this is a push and pull for me as a coach, because I help people achieve their goals. So they're like, let's, let's do a very tangible goal. I want to make $10,000 or I want to lose 15 pounds or I want a new job with this much money by this date. Okay. Well, the traditional way of doing things, the left brain way of doing things would be to make a project plan and hold you accountable to that plan. And I coached that way for a long time and approached my own life that way for a long time. And even when I hit the goal, I wasn't fulfilled or satisfied. Wow. Because the journey sucked right? It felt like a job when achieving your goals feels like a job. You're not going to want to work on your goals. Absolutely. When it feels like a treasure hunt, when it feels like, uh, you know, an expedition into curiosity, when it feels like, oh my God, how is the universe going to knock my socks off today? You actually get excited and wake up to work on it. Absolutely. So I, ha- I have a good example of this. I've just started a new ritual in 2021 and I call it doodle hour, which sounds really strange, but it's waking up early to journal, right? I'm not the only person on earth who does this, but it's different than how I've done things for the last few years. I used to wake up early to work. I would drag my ass out of bed at five, whatever, 5am and be like, Oh, I didn't get all my shit done from yesterday. I can jam in an hour or 90 minutes of work before the kids get up. Yeah. And half the time I didn't get up because that doesn't sound fun. That sounds actually terrible. But something changed in January. And I was like, you know what? That hour or even it stretches to 90 minutes sometimes, like 5 to 6.30, is my time to doodle in the journal. I don't know what's going to come out. It could be a stick figure. It could be, I don't know, my novel. But what's happened over the last few months is the best, most innovative ideas for my business have come out in that hour when there's no attachment to what's going to be written. Oh my gosh. Guys, Like, I hope people are understanding like that that... That example that Lauren just gave of doodle, like on the surface, that could sound so simple, like, okay, cool. But it's so much deeper than that. Like to me, it's, you're, you're inviting creativity. Like it's, it shifts the whole way you look at things when we, when we can get ourselves out of that left brain, just like tactical analytical 
and like you said, like just, it's inviting that possibility, the creativity. I mean, that's crazy. You're saying like some of your most, like you've had, you know, huge breakthroughs or like innovative ideas during this time is what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. So I did have an epiphany toward the end of last year. So that would have been approaching year five. Like I'm, I'm in year six of my business now. So at the end of last year, I went on this sabbatical. So here's another thing, Alicia, we should talk about, which is stepping away and making the space for the creativity to flow in. So in October, I took a three-day break from my business, which doesn't even sound that long, but it felt like a month to me. And I was like, I'm not going to do shit. I'm going to walk around Charlotte. I'm going to sit on my ass. I'm going to doodle. I'm going to clean my house. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want to do for these three days. And during those three days, during the space, the vacuum that was created, I realized, oh my God, I've been running my business the same freaking way for five years. And It's not to say I hadn't grown and, you know, made more money, got more clients, but it was actually just the same business I'd been running for five years. Hmm. And in that space, I said, oh my God, I need to find a way to amplify my message and reach, you know, if I want to reach millions of people, how might I do that? Mm -hmm. And since that October breakthrough and it's February as we're recording this episode, that, that space brought in the creativity the doodle hour is actually helping me manifest those things in the form of a podcast a retreat, a life coaching community that could grow to the thousands because I've designed it in a way that it can scale Mm -hmm. messages, freak flaggy shit that I've been wanting to say for years is finally starting to come out. And I literally attribute it to the doodle hour when I don't know what's going to pop out on that page. You know, gosh, oh my God, I'm like exploding with thoughts of where I could go (laughs) is that it's so interesting to me is, is because, right. I hear a couple themes going on. One, right. You could do like a whole series on this of like giving, I love it. I love it when you, you're the first person I heard saying like, let your freak flag fly. Yeah. I feel like Mm -hmm. I just got tongue tied, but yes, but like really owning who you are without putting any, like I spent so much of my life being so concerned about every word I said, I was so concerned about how like the perception of others. And it's so interesting. And part of honestly, the work I did with Lauren through last year was I feel like I discovered my voice and I feel like I connect with you in that fact of like, when you're just letting yourself without any restrictions, any like judgy thoughts, it is crazy. The magic, like I feel more certainty in my life now, even though I, the irony is I don't even know necessarily where I'm going in certain aspects of my life, but I have more certainty that moment when I stopped, like quite honestly, giving a fuck of what everybody else thought and just let my, let my, let my head, let my brain create without restriction. And it sounds like that, you know, you had a similar experience too, of just like living, experiencing, letting go, you know, and it's all, then all of a sudden it's like all this goodness starts coming out. But like, I'm curious too, of, I struggled for a really long time of not, not being able to hear my intuition. And I'm curious of, as you've let yourself sort of be like free or unrestricted, I'm curious of like, if you've had any connection with your intuition and, and what that's looked like for you. Yes. This is my life's journey is trying to figure out how to be with my intuition and let go of the how. So I'm like you, I'm left brain, right brain, both brains. Yeah. And trained in the left brain in the traditional sense, right? Do X, get Y. And I'm working my ass off to get more and more connected to my intuition. I'm working with an energy healer. Mm. Both of my business coaches are straight up energy manifesting woo woo chicks who are incredible, but it's true. I now have enough data behind me over the last couple of years to see that when I try and do it the old school way, 
the forcing jam a square peg on a round hole. This is how it's supposed to be done way. It's really hard. And I get okay results Mm. when I do it the inspired way. I get fucking astounding results. So I have an actual example. I was doing a launch of sales swagger. So the program after the one you graduated from, Mm -hmm. and I was doing all this old school lead generation, reach out to people on the internet numbers game. I need to touch a hundred people so that I can get 10 people on calls. And it it wasn't really going that well. And then one morning I woke up and was like, you know what? I'm just going to freaking tell this story about how last month I had a $50,000 month in my business. Wow. And I had a lot of fear around it because I was like, are people going to think I'm a douche? Are people going to think I'm bragging about money? What are people going to think? But my gut was telling me this was a story people would want to hear because it was an interesting story. It involved that sabbatical I just mentioned. It involved Mm -hmm. actually setting a $100,000 goal and missing it miserably. It involved the freak flag stuff. And so I told that story in a webinar. I literally on a Wednesday morning was like, fuck it. I'm doing the webinar Friday morning. So people have 48 hours to sign up, no fancy sign up page, no email sequence, just come to my zoom and listen to this thing. Mm. And 30 some people showed up and a handful of those people signed up for sales swagger. Wow. And it contributed to my $70,000 month that I had that month. Unbelievable. So the intuition stuff works, but you have, I mean, I had to squash all the fears. Are people going to hate this? Are people going to think, what is this stupid webinar two days in advance? It's so janky. She's so braggadocious. (laughs) I had all those fears of OPP, other people's perceptions, but somehow the intuition was strong enough that I was like, I'm going to do this. And it worked. But Alicia, I can point to 25 other examples where I did it the other way and it failed. And that's the thing. It's like, I think anybody listening to this is probably like doing well in their life, right? Like you can, you can relate to that too. You, you didn't have a bad business, like life, right? you know, you were, you were still like doing well, but it's like all of a sudden when you stop and you hit it, you, you know, you touched on it too, is because when I think about the things that stand in the way, like we have fear, we have rigid control. We have like, I think another thing that people struggle with is like feeling like they need permission to do things. And it's like, when you start letting go of the, the grips and right, it really, I think fear is really at the root of all of it, but it's just amazing. Like the shifts that start happening. I I feel like there's a piece of it too. That's just like returning to your true essence. When you stop letting those what ifs, the fears, this is how I always do it. So I should keep doing it this way. And this stuff is like, right. You know, we might be talking about your business, but we equally could be telling about, you know, a million personal stories. Like, so this, I mean, I think this is, this reigns true in all areas of your life, you know, as far as when we let go of that, this is how it's supposed to be and start honoring what's like really placed on your heart. It's amazing what can really start happening, you know, but, but like, I think that's hard to get there. Like, did it take you some effort to get to that place where you started being able to hear your intuition more and like learning to let go of kind of the fears and, and stepping into like your freak flagness, you know? Yes. I work on it every day. Like I said, I've Mm. got 38 years of training doing it the other way. So this morning doodle hour, I I think there's an actual name for this. I think it's called morning pages where Mm. I might be butchering these details, but You're supposed to wake up every morning and just fill three pages with whatever, because it's a container for your creativity to come out. So I think I do some, you know, half-assed version of that. So that's how I, I, I hone that muscle, right? But no, it doesn't come naturally to me. So it's, like I said, my life's journey. I found a couple of things recently that gave me some permission. So I'll share those. Actually, I I talked about these behind closed doors. 
so there's this thing called human design and it's a very simple, I, I don't know the URL, but you go find human design on the internet and you type in your birthday and it tells you what your human design is. And mine is called generator. And I actually think the name's a little bit misleading because my, my purpose, my flow is not to generate from scratch. It's actually to respond. Mm. So this, this fun little thing on the internet told me you don't have to create from scratch. You get to respond, respond to the messages that fly into your head, respond to whatever posts pop up on social media, respond to the road sign on the side of the road, the phone call that you didn't expect. Those are your breadcrumbs. And I took another one of these is called gene keys, G E N E K E Y S very similar story. So my birthday must, you know, bring in these messages from the universe or whatever, but it was very freeing for me that I don't have to make everything myself. Mm. I get to wake up and respond. So again, take that as seriously as you want or don't want to, but it was something that gave me permission to not have to grip the bat so tight. So when I wake up every morning, I don't have to say, where am I going to find my next 10 clients? I'm like, I'm going to wake up and see who comes across my path today. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get on Instagram. And if somebody's post speaks to me, okay, there's my sign. I'm going to reach out to them. Ever since I discovered those things recently, I do feel more free and light and less pressure and things have gotten really fucking cool. So it's, it's a more flowy way to live. Which is really interesting too, though, is because what I don't want someone to hear, like when you're positioning it like that, it's not to say that you're rolling out of bed, like whenever the, you know, whenever you feel like it's not saying that you're just, you know, sitting back and like, this is all going to happen, but there is like that trust in that intuition. You trust that the right people are going to come across your desk or this, that, the other, but you're not like, there's still effort involved in terms of what you're doing. But I think the effort is different now. The effort now, it sounds to me is where you're really pouring into yourself and honing the intuition. Like, I, I, I guess it's just, it's funny is that as I ramble, it's that this is coming up for me so much. It's kind of bridging this. I've always been super structured corporate, but lately, like the past probably, I don't know, year and a half, a lot more of like the woo is entering into my life. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy. What a difference. I'm sure you've heard it too. of like, even just this association that we think work has to mean it's hard. Like what, why are we forcing so much stuff? Like there is so much that, I don't know, there's just so much out there that is unexplainable. But when you start getting connected to yourself and kind of trust in something greater than you, it's pretty interesting the things that can come about. And like, has that been a weird line for you to navigate? I mean, you mentioned, right, like 38 years of like the training that brought you here, but like, how do you blend kind of, because you've got a like pretty corporate background too, right? So it's like this blending of like the corporate and the woo, like how do you bring it all together? Yes. So you called up something really important. I don't ever want to mislead you that you get to sit around and wait for social media to tell you what to do. Yeah. I framed it kind of that way. And that's not what I meant. What I actually mean is you're allowed to act on your inspiration. Mm. Act is the really important word here. So a lot of people in this like manifestation law of attraction space talk a lot about like thoughts or things, manifest things with your mind. But if you don't act, nothing will come to fruition. Yes. Bingo. And acting in alignment with like, like you mm -hmm. said, the inspired action. That's the thing of like, taking action on what your gut, like your intuition, like what it's telling you, not what you think you should do or what you feel like you're supposed to do. I feel like that's like a huge differentiator too. Yeah. You can stay wildly committed to your goal, but it's letting go of 
how it comes to fruition. Yeah. So for instance, I mean, I keep speaking in the terms of sales. I'm a sales coach. This is what I do and talk about all day long. So I can have a sales goal. Let's make up a big, sexy number, $100,000, right? There's two ways to approach it. One is, okay, I'm going to jam this uh, sales funnel down my own throat here and talk to a thousand people and, uh, 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 and like just hit it the left brain way. Or I can be like, look, I got six weeks to reach this goal. I'm going to do cool shit every single day. And I don't know what all of that cool shit is. Yes. But at the end of each day, I will have connected with humans. I will have put my voice on the internet. I will have done something creative. Like those things are the staples. Those are the actions. Yeah. What flows into those containers? I don't know yet. Let's see universe. Show me. I love that. I freaking love that. And it's, gosh, I hope I don't botch this. I feel like it's, I feel like you brought this up of like, oh my gosh, like being dis. what do you say? Like, don't be married to the outcome or like, detachment. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And that's the other thing is committed to your goal, but detached from how it might look. Yes. Those were the words I was trying to find. Like that is, can you say that again? Detached from now I just messed it up. (laughs) No, it's good. It's good. Stay very committed to what you want, but detached about how it might look or the package that is delivered in. Yes. So you and I both can relate to that. Like if I would have told you five years ago, I would be a sales coach. I didn't predict this. I went into life coaching. Mm Mm-hmm. But every year, new and new people came into my life. I coached more humans. They asked for different things. I gained new skills. I shared them. Like we iterated, right? I don't know what I'm going to be two to five years from now. Am I going to be a swagger coach, a manifestation coach, a, I don't know, professional maker of dick jokes? I I don't know what I'm (laughs) going to be. And that's crazy to me because, you know, we used to have this corporate ladder and this career path and you march toward your next rung on the ladder And in this world, I'm like, I literally don't know where this business is going. Yeah. It feels really good right now. And I feel there's more, there's more to go out and do. And I need to figure out what that is and go do it. And what's interesting though, is that you could, I think where people often get stuck is we become so paralyzed by, you know, you want to be successful. You, you, you've got this goal in, in mind, but you become so fearful of, not making the next, like the the perfect step, the, this step. And Mm -hmm. I think where the shift really starts happening is, is where, you know, where you want to go. But like you said, not being so committed to like all the little details, because I have seen it time and time again, every time I lean into something that feels good, like that is aligned with my gut or deep down inside what I think I should do. I don't know where it's taking me, but inevitably every time I step in that direction, that next freaking step reveals itself. And like, it has caused me, you know, the premise of even how this podcast was born was because, you know, talking about my experience of anxiety being my wake up call that forced me to look at my life a lot differently. And that is one thing to talk about anxiety when you are so worried about every little freaking step and how is it going to get me to X or Y or Z? Now I rest a lot easier. I have faith and confidence where like God, the universe, you know, I, I know because I'm stepping into something that's true to who I am. I don't have to worry about the next step. It's going to show itself, but getting there doesn't happen overnight. And it can be like, I think it's when you're loosening that grip right on the bat. It's like, it might be like one little joint and finger at a time, but it's like the more you let go 
I think people are, um, will be amazed by the things that show up in their life and like how that direction starts to become clear, you know? Right. And this is the hardest inner work there is for high performers like you and I. Yeah. So a lot of like high performers want to go do productivity training and how to get more done in less time. And yeah, that stuff is cool. I try, I study that stuff too, but to break your mental conditioning, to do what you just said, which is actually let go a little bit, which will yield the better result is hard. And that's the work. I mean, that's the muscle to build is the let go muscle. Yeah. So who, this is me just like, like, I love just digging in and like, I don't know. I've, I'm, I'm curious of like, who first exposed you to some of these ideas? Like, can you, like, has there been anybody instrumental in your journey that's like helped show you the power in learning to let go and like that that's where kind of the magic starts happening? That's a great question. I know. I'm I totally just ra- put you on the spot. No, it's <laughs> great. I'm racking my brain because I'm inundated, inundated in this stuff now. And I'm like, who first exposed me to it? Um, I actually think it was my younger sister who gave me hmm. the book, The Secret, which yes. you know, the first, that law of attraction book was fascinating to me, even though I was skeptical of it. Yeah. Right? It seemed like magic, voodoo, like thoughts become things. And then there was a movie and people were getting real results. And I kind of started studying a little bit more. And again, the left brainer in me was like, is there any science behind this? So I started reading like, what's metaphysics? What are quantum physics? Can that stuff actually be measured? How mm-hmm. is energy exchanged between humans? And I started to study that stuff and found some, I don't know, some stuff my left brain could grip onto. That's awesome. And what I realized is with all this law of attraction stuff, whether you have total faith and spiritual you know, assurance that it's real, or you're like, no, that stuff's not real. It kind of doesn't matter either way, because whether or not you believe in the magic, if you change your thoughts, you will act different. A hundred percent. You don't have to believe in the woo woo. Yep. Even my practical people will be like, wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to have a good day. I'm excited to tackle my job. Mm -hmm. You're going to do different actions that day. Yeah. Whether there's, you know, magic or not happening, it sort of doesn't matter. I feel like this message is just so important because I see so many high performers, left brainers. I mean, hell, it was me. It, you know, I'm sure it was you in your past, Mm -hmm. but this, I feel like when you are constantly driven by thinking, I've got to do it this way, like you're, you're, you're constantly seeking more work harder, get that promotion, this, that, I don't know. I think it's, I feel like it sets a lot of people up for burnout and they don't realize, like, I I think without letting in some of this right brain side of things, all you're setting yourself up for is like a collision course. I feel like to just burn out, you know, I mean, I know I was there. I know relinquishing some of that control has been such a pivotal, pivotal thing for me. And I, for someone who sought control from a good place, meaning I wanted everything to be okay. I wanted everyone to be okay. But sometimes me controlling and thinking that I knew all the variables or the outcomes, I actually prevented myself, prevented other people from actually achieving levels that were probably way better than I could have even imagined because I I was attaching my interpretation of what okay or what success or what good is. And it's kind of like, it's still a lesson I continue to learn, but I've just, I've seen the rewards come over like tenfold of really loosening that grip and letting, I don't know, just letting that the woo, letting, I don't know, letting possibility in, but you know, it's, it's never going to happen if you're so obsessed with all the details, I guess I, you know, it's just wild. You're right. Me too, girl. I look back at my corporate career. I'm like, 
I don't actually wish this, but sometimes like, I wish I could go back to corporate for one year as my new self. Cause I would rock that motherfucker pants <laughs> off. Like it would be, it would be wild. Cause I'm like, we would do it so differently, but there's a, um, there's a strange phenomenon that happens with my clients, my side hustlers. So these people come to me because they're burned out at work and they're like, I can't do this anymore. I want to start my own business and escape the corporate grind. Ah, okay. So you're totally burned out. You're totally overworked working 60 hours a week. Fine. They come into my program. We start their business. They start getting clients and they're naturally sort of focusing a little bit less on their day job. They're kind of checking out. It's not the right word, but they don't have the same 60 hours anymore. So they're doing stuff more quickly, swiftly, decisive, and they get promoted. Mm-hmm which is counterintuitive. This happened to me. So when I was side hustling, I was working at a global bank, very demanding job. And once I was well into my side hustle, like literally six months out from exiting the bank, they walked up and offered me a promotion to manage a big team of 25 people. And I was laughing my ass off. I was like, really, you guys, I'm barely here. Like I'm barely here. I'm barely showing up for work. But because I was barely there and kind of detached from any particular promotion, I attracted it. Because when I walked into a meeting, that shit was tight. I didn't go to meetings I didn't need to go to. I delegated to my people and empowered them to do the work. So I was now newly promotable, even though I was on paper checked out. That's that magic of detachment. That swagger. So for all my corporate people listening, you want to get a promotion? Check out a little bit. Be more swift. Don't focus on shit that doesn't matter. Just do the most critical things and go home. You'll get promoted. (laughs) It's unbelievable. And like, I think also what allows people to have that healthy level of detachment to their job. Like, I think we think our jobs are supposed to just, they just own us, right? Like that's, I think a lot of people carry that interpretation. And what's really interesting is, um, this is like, you know, truly as effective of just a couple of weeks ago. So let me back up last year, I invested in my own personal growth and development in ways that I have never, ever, ever, ever done before. And it was, I took two workshops of Lauren's. I became, um, I took a certification to become a life coach. I started, you know, dabbling in this notion of maybe I'm going to coach people outside, you know, of the container of my day job. Like I had a side hustle, right? And what's really interesting is I have never put my time as such a valuable resource now, but we're talking like every morning I wake up at 5.30 a.m. I have close to three hours in my day before I even start my quote unquote real job that I pour into the stuff that really matters to me. And what's interesting is, is it helped me have that healthy level of detachment in my job, meaning I didn't, just like you said, I didn't sweat the small stuff anymore. I actually focused on the things that were important to my performance. And I legit was the number two rep in our company, even my division last year. Like from the year that I focused on myself personally, the most is when professionally, you know, success, if you will, took place. So Lauren, Lauren would share stories like that. And I'm like, okay, I mean, I believed it obviously, but then it's totally different when it actually like straight up happens in your real life. I mean, it was freaking crazy. So, I mean, I just, I wholeheartedly believe in what your message right there, you know? Well, you're living proof. Yeah. That story right there. I hope every listener is like, okay, I'm going to focus and invest on myself. And I don't even mean financially or, or you may do that, but like that time and that energy to pour into yourself, like you did, like you're doing. Yeah. is elevating the rest of your life. It is. And I, I didn't, I mean, I think how I used to view personal development, like I, I just, I don't know. I remember like being younger and seeing flashbacks of like a Tony Robbins, you know, infomercial or something. And I'm like, that guy is crazy. But 
while maybe his delivery was a little shocking, I actually really, you know, resonate with a lot of his messaging. And it's like, we overlook ourselves in so many ways. And right, like for me, that was my crash, like my collision course with anxiety, because I was overlooking myself. But gosh, people, when you put that commitment into doing and like personal development can really be so many things, whether it's reading, listening to podcasts, doodle hour, spending time outside. It's like, what's important to you? You know what I mean? It's just that that time spent is invaluable. Absolutely. And I think it's actually the X factor to high performance. Mm. So if what you want is a new job, a hot body, you know, a new house, what, whatever it is that you, you know, a, a thriving business, this is the source of it. Yeah. You can create and manifest those things by starting with you. A hundred percent. And what's, which was something I didn't get and like talk about letting go of the how, like I never in a million years would have thought, you know, way back, you know, almost two years ago. Yeah. Almost two years ago now when, you know, Lauren Woodrick, my coach is telling me, Hey, let's start focusing on things that elevate your vibe. And I'm like, okay, I would have, I would have <laughs> never, I didn't see it. And now I'm like, huh, she knew what she was talking about. And then now that's like what I'm here now on this podcast, right? Of like spreading that word too, of just when we overlook ourselves, we're leaving so much on the table and you can keep approaching your life in the way you've always done it. But what got you here won't get you there. Like if you're looking for next level satisfaction, fulfillment, success, whatever the alignment, you got to shake it up. And I think it just becomes with that, that inner work or it comes with that. You, you're, you're not going to get those next level, those game changer moments without going inside, you know, it's mm -hmm. I just, there's so much magic there. And, and that's where I think letting go of some of that, how of like, you know, I go back to that example of even how I just won that award at work and my old mindset would have been sweet. I'm putting that on my resume and that's getting me my next job that I'm going to go make more money or this, that, mm -hmm. the other. And it's so funny that's not even on my mind. Like right now, I, I've got a good gig going on. I, I love the work I'm doing on this podcast, like because I'm content and I'm no longer thinking that that next bright, shiny object is going to be the source of my happiness, you know, and that, that would have never come without doing the inner work, you know? Oh my God. I feel like I'm going to start crying listening to <laughs> you say that. That's incredible. We Thank put you. so much of our happiness in the future where we can't actually yes. experience it but you've transformed your life today. And on paper, yeah. you've still, you know, you're still working at the career you were working two years ago, although you're kicking major ass at it now. You've added Thank in this you. personal development stuff, like, but it's a completely different experience of life. Totally. And and what's even more exciting now is like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have said this previously, but I'm excited for the fact that I don't know what my future is. I literally don't know, you know, and I know you can relate about that too. You have been planting so many kick-ass seeds in your life, in your business, and you don't know where it's going to go. And like you said, mm -hmm. you, your business may take, you may pivot and it may take shape in ways you didn't imagine, but like, you're okay with that. I'm okay with, you know, not knowing where things are going to go because I also think that we're open to the possibility that something greater than we could have ever imagined those seeds might be happening right before us and not, not realizing it, you know, you're right. You're right. This conversation is getting me very excited for the present and the future. Yes. Well, so I have many things I need to, to share about Lauren first. Um, 
like I said, she has been instrumental in my journey. I, it's funny too, of when I started thinking about, I wanted a life coach talk about like manifestation. I didn't realize it at the time. So before I first spoke with you, um, I had had this goal in my mind. I told myself I wanted to talk to three life coaches. Didn't even know what they were legit. I think it was eight days later, our mutual friend, Brandilyn, write something on LinkedIn. That's like, Hey, if you're looking for a coach, Lauren Widrick is your person basically. <laughs> so her best friend is someone I used to work with. Didn't know that. Um, also used to work with your husband. That was a re- yes. like random, right? Like, so it's just so funny how I, you know, certainly I don't believe in coincidence. Like we were brought into each other's lives for a reason, a purpose. And I want people to connect with you. Can you tell us where are your favorite places to hang out? Where do they find you? How do we know more about you and the amazing things you're doing? The best way to find me is probably on Instagram. My handle is just my name at Lauren Widrick. And there's all kinds of crazy content on there. All the colorful (laughs) language you've enjoyed from today's podcast, but it's sales advice, empowerment advice, swagger, uh, community. It's a really cool place to hang out. So just hop on Instagram and send me a message. There's lots of ways we can connect it. The link tree can take you to my website, you know, the handful of times I've been on TV, whatever program I have available right now. So all the goodies are probably right there at Lauren Widrick on Instagram. And something that I think is really important for people to understand is you may have heard a lot of talking about business and obviously there's a lot of parallels in life, but I don't want it to be confused to think like, oh, I'm, I don't own a business. Like Lauren has so much value. And in fact, you know, she's recently um, come up with a coaching program, Grab Life by the Goals. So I, I just want you to understand that following her on social and consuming her content will help you level up in all areas business, personal, you name it. I mean, she is fire. You need to know this woman like big time. So, um, I am just so thankful for your time today and getting to connect with you. Like I said, you, I have such immense gratitude for you. Um, additionally, I just wanted to say to our listeners, if this resonated with you, you know, please reach out to Lauren or I on Instagram, screenshot this episode, tag us, let us know, you know, I want to know, are you a little bit team woo? Like, tell me like what you're starting to see when you are letting go of control. So, and letting, you know, letting that room for possibility to come in. So, um, Lauren, you are a delight. I just adore you. And I can't say thank you enough for being here today. Oh, I feel the same. I love you so much. And thank you for this incredibly energizing conversation. Yay. We're ready to go like take on the world now, right? Yeah, we are. <laughs> so, well, thank you all everyone for tuning in today. I hope you love Lauren as much as I do. And I look forward to connecting with you on a future episode. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Wake Up Call podcast. If you liked what you heard today, I would love for you to subscribe and leave a review. It takes just a few minutes and does wonders for helping other people find the podcast. If you want to connect outside of the podcast, you can do so by following at Alicia D. Hopkins on Instagram. And if you really liked the episode you just listened to, do me a favor. Would you screenshot the episode and tag me? I would love to see what's resonating with you. Thank you for joining me today, and I hope today's episode helped you to see that you can wake up to the change that's possible in your life. 